Hi, I'm Jesus Martinez and welcome to A Second Impression, a podcast designed to reintroduce topics that teenagers care about today with fresh and interesting perspectives. Each episode will cover a different topic and will be divided into two sections, a one-on-one conversation with someone involved in the topic and a roundtable where multiple teens get to express their opinions. Enough talking, let's get right into the episode. Okay, first episode, let's do this. So today's topic is cancel culture, which is something that has definitely taken the world by storm. And while it does has its pros and cons, I think it's definitely gone out of control the last couple of years. But for this one-on-one interview, I wanted to feature someone that has actually participated in cancel culture. And by participated, I mean someone that has actually been canceled. So I invited my dear friend Lucas that has been repeatedly canceled for his political views for this interview. So, Lucas, you're a conservative, and you've been repeatedly canceled by a bunch of people due to your political opinions, right? Yeah, a lot. It's kind of like... It's just... just feels like a mob most of the time. Like, you know, one person says this, and then they're like, oh, well, they're attacking someone, so... Another person's like, yeah, I'm attacking too, and pretty soon, it's just like an entire mob against you, and you're kind of just like, yeah, you don't know what to do, like... You're wondering, like, oh, what did I say that was, like, wrong? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually completely get that. It's, I just think, like, a big problem currently that we have with cancel culture is that most of the time, like, people don't recognize they're wrong. And the thing is, we, the first thing we do is straight up attack them instead of telling, sitting them down and explaining to them oh, hey, this is wrong, right? Oh, hey, this isn't socially acceptable to say, right? And I think that's actually one of the biggest problems. And I think that's just a thing that we all have to fix. We come, people come off as arrogant. We have to be able to actually sit down and explain what they're doing wrong. Uh, honestly, I feel like it's two things. Like you kind of touched on it a little bit. It's a bit of arrogance. People want to feel like, oh, I know you don't. I have the moral high ground. I know what I'm talking about. You need to be educated. It it comes down to an ego thing, which is like a problem all people have. You know, everyone has an ego. Some people don't know how to control it. Some people do. It really just depends on you know the kind of person you are. If you're you know self-aware enough to say, oh yes, I need to tone this down. You know, I'm not always right. And I feel like another thing is that people want to feel important. Like, they want to feel like they're doing something. Oh, I'm canceling. Well, even though you might not be actively thinking of canceling, even though some people use the word cancel, but some people just want to right the wrong because, you know, they have no accomplishments or achievements and, you know, they just want to feel like I'm making a change. I'm contributing to society in, you know, whatever twisted worldview they have thinking they're contributing by taking down someone else. I mean... It's kind of just the you know the human condition. You 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 put someone down to put yourself up. It's just a classic example of bullying, just kind of seen differently, I guess. And I think, well, I'm don't necessarily agree with you right there. I think one actually think that one of the big problems is that people don't. The problem is that people don't really know how to communicate themselves. Like at the end of the day, you have to remember that these people. To them, what they're doing is good, right? I just think there's a lot of misguidance right in the middle of it. I don't. Well, I do think there's definitely people like the people you were describing just right now. A lot of the problem is the arrogance. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely get what you mean about people not being able to communicate, 
but sometimes I don't really think like there are sometimes where people don't know how to express themselves. Like I think it kind of goes back to maybe not the ego thing, but to the people want to feel like they're doing something and don't know how to really express that sentiment instead of you know they think that by talking down to someone that they're helping instead of you know engaging in civil discussion that that might actually be more helpful you may come across as a lot nicer of a person and that actually might change someone's mind as opposed to just canceling them and i feel like a lot of people don't realize that Mm -hmm. and actually i really want to cover something that i noticed and i'm not gonna i don't want to use specific examples because i know like these type of people have been under attack already and i think that's enough but recently there was, was this viral tweet, right? And it, you probably know what I'm talking about. Some listeners probably know what I'm talking about. And it was about an Animal Crossing hairstyle. And while I don't really want to go into who's right and who's wrong, I just wanted to let it be known that that same person who did that post due to, you know, people in the replies, people in the replies found that person's home and dox them and doxing them is pretty much publicly releasing the address of someone and who knows if someone's nearby and is willing to do harm to them i just think that's really unsafe i think that's a really bad thing to do it definitely doesn't help your case but it's a bad precedent you know it's saying that's acceptable yeah and I feel like you kind of you kind of undermine like what doxing really is because it's not just address like this can be other personal information like phone numbers, uh, family members that you know you hold dear to you, and you know that that doesn't just put you in danger that puts the people you care about in danger. So like I'd argue that doxing is is much bigger of like a problem than a lot of people think. They're just like oh I release their address or I release their parents' info, but sometimes it's not even just about that person you're kind of extending the problems to their family and like that that's just like that's borderline no that actually is criminal behavior just straight up that is 100 percent criminal behavior so like cancel culture at least in terms of like you know doxing people because you didn't like what they said even if you agree or disagree or whatever it, it actually leads to a form of cyber crime which is just wrong on so many levels but i think like one of the things and one of the things that's actually really disappointing about cancel culture is that originally at least i think it was designed to actually do some form of good like there's people that have been proven to be problematic whether it be celebrities or you know internet celebrities that people like that do not deserve a platform at the end of the day they do not and i think that's the main thing that cancel culture was for but eventually it just spread to minor annoyances or to just internet agree- disagreements. And I think like it should be kept exclusively for problems that are big as that, not smaller things that can easily be fixed. See, and, and like, I agree. The thing is, is that even though, yeah, it was reserved for bigger things, like maybe someone's like a pedophile or something, but the problem is that the idea of canceling in the first place, I think is just kind of, wrong instead of canceling someone because canceling someone implies you're trying to ruin their career well instead of trying to cancel someone i think it's more helpful just to de-platform them like oh we stop supporting them we don't talk about them you know if anyone asks about them oh they're a terrible person they did this this and that instead of just like actively going out of your way to ruin someone else's life i think it's more helpful and it's in it's in better faith just to 
not give them a platform anymore. That that that's what I think, quote unquote, cancel culture should have been, because the way even in the beginning, like it was about you know ruining someone. That, even just just because someone did something wrong doesn't mean you have to ruin them. Like it's just back to the two wrongs don't make a right kind of thing. So I kind of even disagree with the entire premise of just like ruining someone in general. Mm, but I think one of the bigger effects of cancel culture that is definitely not talked about as much is how it affects the people that are not even a part of it that are not canceling that are not being canceled like for example and you know this lucas this was originally not gonna be our first episode like at all like my first episode was supposed to be about a completely different topic and you know i did some digging Mm -hmm. for the person i was gonna invite for the one-on-one interview and we like i saw something really problematic and i do not want to go into it but it was something that could be perceived as homophobic right it could definitely be perceived as that so i ultimately decided not to do it and yes one of the reasons and i would say the main reason is i didn't want to give a platform to someone that was like that obviously but then i noticed like, fuck, I'm actually genuinely scared of getting canceled. And I think that's such a big problem now. Like, yes, you can say, well, it makes you more aware of your actions. It does this, it does that. But it shouldn't be scaring me. It genuinely shouldn't. It, I'm not part of the equation in cancel culture, yet I get shit on it by shit on it by it too, you know? So I think one of the biggest effects, yeah. like, People don't realize that, well, no, people, thanks to cancel culture, realize that they're being watched every single second and not even one, they can't even do one minor screw up. I think that's one of the biggest problems. Yeah, it kind of fosters like a a mentality of can't make mistakes, but mistakes are part of the human experience. I mean, the best learning comes from mistakes. Like you're not going to, I mean, you know, the classic example, oh, you put your hand on a burning pan I mean, if you didn't make that mistake, then you probably would do it again. But because you, you know, you burned yourself, you're never going to do it again because you made that mistake. And now it's ingrained in your mind. Oh, I'm never going to do it again. And so when you just, you foster mentality of, you know, you cannot make mistakes. You must be perfect. Like, first of all, nobody's perfect. So expecting people to be perfect is just super unrealistic and hypocritical, to be quite honest. Because, I mean, you're asking someone to be perfect and you're clearly not perfect yourself. And, yeah, just that idea of perfection, but like you can't achieve it. It's just unrealistic. It it creates uh, standards for people that they may not, they might not feel enough. They're not doing enough for the people to like them or whatever. And I feel like that also goes into a lot of like self-esteem issues too, which is just just another problem. I mean, honestly, you could talk about this forever and you could just find problem after problem, effect after effect that causes negative harm to people on their mental health, as well as, you know, their well being, which we talked about doxing earlier. And it's just in general, just a whole slew of problems. And, Honestly, while I do think it's okay to call someone out for their shitty behavior, I think that's okay. I'm a person that fucks up a lot. You know this. And constantly, too. So, I'm always, like, I would like to know when I fuck up or when I slip up, right? Because I think, yeah, of course. you know, correcting yourself and becoming a better person, it builds character. So, how are we supposed to build character? How are we supposed to mature? when we're not allowed to fuck up like the greatest thing to you know you said it yourself 
the best thing that can make us learn is fucking up. You know, mistakes is yep. what teaches mistakes. Us how to be, what is correct. Yeah. I just, and I think that's one of the, uh, the, the biggest failure of cancel culture. It's completely removing people from have, being able to make mistakes. That's why I think personally that we should stop calling it cancel culture or stop acting like it's cancel culture. I would like for it to be a teaching culture. You know, let's teach each other how to respect each other. Let's teach each other how to be good people. Let's teach each other how, you know, how that it's okay to fuck up. That it's definitely fine as long as you work to fix your mistakes. Of course. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, when you, a teaching moment just kind of goes into the whole education idea. And, you know, I, I personally believe education to be one of the, the like, it's like the thing that bridges the gap between people. You know, you, you understand when you're educated, you know, you understand things on a different level. You're aware, you know, the history behind things, you know, why certain things shouldn't be done or why you should be doing things. And education doesn't have to refer to just like math or science or subjects like that in school. It could just be understanding and knowing about a subject, you know, if like, if you're talking about any political opinion or subject, like if you're not educated, you don't know what you're talking about, then like, where are you getting your opinion from? Are you just listening to other people or, you know, are you thinking and you're educating yourself? So if we help people to, well, that's you know, what educate this podcast them is or about, to tell Lucas. them to educate. Thank you. Thank you. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, but again, I think that's just kind of like a good way to start off. Like, you know, talking about council culture, you know, education, I think that's one of the biggest things. And I definitely a hundred percent agree mm-hmm. with you. It's just, it, it's a shame, honestly, like, there's going to be a generation and maybe it's our generation. Maybe it's ours or maybe it's the next one that has been told how to act. They didn't learn. They've been told. And what if what they've been told is not the way they should act? You know, it's a big concern, at least for me. Oh, yeah. I mean, just because you're told to do something doesn't mean you should. Just like kind of how cancel culture is becoming normalized. Like, you know, people are telling you you should cancel people. Well, just because someone tells you should doesn't mean you should. You should, you know, step back yeah, and evaluate. Question everything. Should I do this? Seriously, because question everything. Yeah, of course. Question everything. Even if it's your own political views or your own opinions. Like, if you're not questioning your own side, you know, what are you really doing? In order to understand your own side, you need to understand the opponent as well. So if you don't take uh, a lot of people that cancel... You know, they don't take the time to understand the other person's side. Like, oh, this is maybe why they messed up. And I can see how this may have happened, even though I may not have done this myself. But, you know, they didn't know. And, you know, again, it's just about giving people a chance. But no one's giving any opportunity to do any of that, which is super counterproductive. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the big problems, too, is that now people are getting canceled. Like, cancel culture has become, in a sort of way, kind of meaningless, right? Like, it's, I think... A big problem that people that do cancel people are not realizing is that they're kind of, you know, killing cancel culture themselves, not only by their behavior, but by actually now canceling people over the smallest things. Like I saw a TikTok creator. I actually forgot the name. I don't have TikTok, but a TikTok creator got canceled for being a registered Republican. And while, you know, I'm a leftist, right? I might not agree with people who are Republicans, but I don't think that's enough of a reason for anything. 
I mean, yeah, like once again, you're entitled to your own beliefs. I mean, I don't think anyone regard like I- I'm on the right, but I mean, the fact that we can have a leftist and a person on the right speaking about an issue, you know, it doesn't. You don't have to put political beliefs like in front of everything. You know, you can just respect other people's opinions. You maybe disagree, like you said, you don't agree with the Republicans. I mean, that's fine, right? But you're not going to go out of your way to trash and to harass people that you don't agree with. And that, I just don't think anyone should do that. That that kind of mentality is just just super wrong at so many levels. Yeah, I think cancel culture is basically just demonstrating how much we've been divided over the past couple of years. Like how we genuinely oh, refuse yes. to listen to the other sides. And this goes on both sides. Either you're leftist or you're rightist. Uh, one of the biggest problems is that we don't want to listen to the other side. Leftists, go to CNN. Oh, you're rightist? Go get your stuff from Fox. No, dude. Like, talk to each other, right? Like, And it's just like, you can even see that through Congress. You know, Congress never gets anything done. I mean, whether Congress has a leftist or rightist majority, like, it doesn't matter. Nothing gets done because neither side can compromise or agree. Like, no policy, no changes getting done. No change that from that the right wants, no change that the left wants happens because no one can agree. And people are too stuck in their own heads and their own opinion that they're just not willing to compromise. Which I think, in my opinion, goes back to an, an ego thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also, personally. like, cancel culture is not just a thing that happens online. It's a byproduct of the way we've acted over the last couple of years. The way, you know, we see this and... We admire it, right? We're like, oh, yeah, screw those leftists. Oh, yeah, screw those rightists. And by supporting that behavior in some way, we're supporting cancel culture. We're supporting, you know, being divisive. At least that's just what I think. Yeah. Like, you know, I I don't think a good discussion over politics is divisive because you're actually exposing each other to different views and I think that kind of helps refine your own perspective. So that's not really, of course, I, I, I don't think anyone would consider that canceling, right? I think that's actually super productive. I mean, this is kind of what we're doing now, even though we're not talking about like a inherently political topic, but like still just the idea of discussion and different viewpoints. Cause like, you know, people on the right and people on the left have just different ways of thinking about things, even aside from politics, their mindset and their values are different. So we have two people that come from completely different mindsets that are talking about one topic and, you know, discussing and agreeing and disagreeing. Like earlier you disagreed about with what I said and I've disagreed with some things you said, but talking about it is helping to, you know, refine our perspectives and to educate ourselves. So what would you say is the way to turn what cancel culture is into a teaching culture? Personally, I would say that we have to open each other up to new perspectives from different people, people that you can disagree with. I think that you know, we should be able to analyze both sides of the table before we decide where to sit. I think that's mm-hmm. the best thing we could do. And not only would it solve what cancel culture is now, I think it would solve a lot of issues. Oh, yeah. I mean, kind of kind of like to what I said earlier, like you have to know the other side's argument to understand your own. Because like if you just say like, oh, I believe this and you don't know how to defend your beliefs because you've never even heard the other side's arguments and like, your beliefs aren't really grounded in anything but your own, you know, tr- quote unquote subjective truth, you know? And so it's just, again, important to see both sides. And like I even said, even like getting away from the political side, 
understanding that why a person may have made that mistake, even if you 100% wholeheartedly disagree with that mistake, giving them your time just to think and like, oh, why did they do that? Is there a reason for that? I mean, could I make a similar mistake in the future? You know, so even the person that made the mistake and you can learn from it, you can learn from other people's mistakes as well. And I feel like a lot of people fail to understand that. Okay, I think that's actually the end of our time. I don't want to bore people to death. So I really want to thank you for coming in. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah, it's. I always thought that our conversations were really informative and really just in general eye-opening. So I thought some people might want to listen in. I agree. Yeah, it's fair. Okay, now moving on to the roundtable. For today's roundtable, I wanted to feature people who are actually very involved in social media especially Twitter and TikTok, where I would say cancel culture has actually been sort of normalized. So today, uh, joining me are my friends Bernie, Lillian, and Daniel. Hey guys, what's up? I am Daniel. (laughs) Okay, so I wanted to ask you guys, because you're all very involved in social media in many ways. Have you actually been involved in cancel culture yourself whether it be you're canceling someone or calling out someone i have had i have not been canceled before but i've had my best friends on twitter be canceled before it's just like my two best friends one of them they just like posted a picture of themselves and they started receiving like a lot of hate from like random people that didn't even follow her and they started calling her the f slur and so She's lesbian and Mm -hmm. she was like trying to clap back at them and she was tweeting like, oh, they called me the F slur and they said this and then people started canceling her because she's not allowed to say that only gay men are allowed to say that slur. But she just like, it wasn't her fault because she didn't know that she's only been out for like a year and she lives in a very conservative town. So she like is not very aware of everything like all the rules I guess of this and basically somebody made like a thread exposing her and like anything she's ever sent in any group chat saying that word or like any other like LGBTQ slur that wasn't for her and well I mean she really didn't know and she didn't have any bad intentions and she immediately apologized but still that thread followed her like with any she made like new accounts and people would still be like oh this is so and so's new account so cancel them and like she lost like all of her friends and like it was just super bad for her because she didn't have anyone to talk to because she's not out to anyone that's like not on social media and it's just super bad like she's just a kid she's only 16 and wow they didn't even give her a chance to learn or like grow. It's just like, no, you're over. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's, I mean, for me, that's actually awful. Cause I think, you know, I think it's unfair to judge people by their worst. Cause if we judge people by the worst, I think we'll all be horrible people. Yeah. So yeah. So Bernie, I wanted to ask you, so you found, I would say at least, to me, because to me, it's big numbers, maybe not big, you know, Charlie D'Amelio numbers, but I've, I would say you found at least some type of relative success in TikTok. And mm-hmm. you've, I've seen you like, yes, there's a lot of people that are 
conservative or you know or in general just like they just are fine offending others how do you feel about the normalization of cancel culture in that platform uh on tiktok i mean on tiktok it's a little weird because the people who are canceling people are normally like kids they're like 13 year olds 14 year olds and uh, immature like adults (laughs) and it's it's um it, it takes a toll on people there are people who have had bad past of course they have learned and then they get exposed um for it and then they basically get their lives ruined and it's kind of it's pretty scary especially if you were raised in like a place where saying offensive things are is normal so yeah tiktok is it's pretty ruthless i I wouldn't say it's like twitter but Mm -hmm. yeah twitter (laughs) i love twitter it's my favorite social media it's ruined my life though it's generally it has ruined my life it has corrupted my brain so bernie would you say you know because i've seen you and i think it's very common in social media like there's such things as like you you know duet someone's tiktok and you either defend them or you like call them out do you think calling them out is that part of cancel culture or would you say calling someone out is justified um i think calling someone out is fine but sometimes that can lead to like cancel culture like for example i i like one time i called someone out the video got like a decent amount of traction and it had like 50,000 likes in like a day and in the comments uh, there were there were people who were like oh i never liked them anyways and they they were like tr- trying to like well, cancel them and like ruin their lives, deplatform them, and it, it's pretty bad. I don't know. It, TikTok is 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 very weird. Like you you can do something with a certain intention, and it comes out completely differently because of the way the public perceives it. Yeah, it's completely twisted. I would say that's partly what happened. With the whole, you know, I'm not, you know this, but I'm not really into TikTok culture, more into Twitter culture, but I did see the whole Charlie D'Amelio thing where she said that she wanted to have 10 million followers by the end of the year, no? And people were like, oh, you only see us as a number. And then they started on following. I mean, I'm pretty sure she hit 10 million already, but yeah, I mean, yeah, like I, I definitely get that. Words are completely twisted. Yeah, it, it's like um, Charlie said something about like wanting to hit a hundred million um, a year after she hit one million, and people sort of like twisted her words, and like it became this whole thing. I mean, eventually she, she did hit like a hundred million, like a day later, but it it was like it was a big situation for for no reason, just because people like hate her for no reason. Something that bothers me is when the communication isn't good. So with both these examples. You know, things start to get very misleading. Like, for example, this girl that Lily was talking about, she had no idea that she wasn't supposed to say that word. And then, mm-hmm. you know, people don't know that she didn't know. Like, instead of just hating her, they should they should have at least given her a chance. She didn't know. And then with Charlie, you know, it was just more of a milestone thing, not really a numbers thing. Because, like, m- most big content creators do care about their fans. Like, content creators that don't care about their fans usually don't go with that big. Because after a while, you can tell that they don't care. Well, what would you say, Daniel, your opinion on cancel culture as a whole? Do you think it was in general just like it was originally thought of to be okay that maybe like, you know, 
people started it not with bad intentions, you know, to actually deplatform people that like did some really fucked up shit? Or do you think it's always been bad and we should be willing to give some people at least some second chances? Originally, like it probably was good, but I feel like it like back then it wouldn't really have been called cancel culture. It probably would have been more of just realizing this person is not good. We should acknowledge that. And if they can't fix themselves, let's move on. Something like that. And nowadays, it's just one person makes a mistake and, oh, they're canceled. When instead, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's good to acknowledge the mistake. Obviously, you need to acknowledge your mistake to fix it. But right now, what people are just doing is acknowledging the mistake and that's it. Instead of ending the mistake. And this same question actually goes to you, Lillian, and to you, Bernie. What do you guys think? I think cancel culture is like the the thought of it is a good thing um like deplatforming someone who is a bad person is a good thing but people take it too far they cancel people over little things they cancel people over mistakes that can be learned from and it gets to a point where like people like pedophiles have platforms and people who made a mistake five years ago are being canceled and hated on so it like the idea of cancel culture is good but execution is horrible Mm -hmm. And I think the execution actually turns people away even more, you know, it's turned into, well, let's actually cancel people for two serious topics, or it's turned to, oh, let's cancel people because they don't have the same political opinion as me. Let's attack and harass this person just because of a simple disagreement or because, you know, they said something that I digged up that was from a tweet that was 10 years ago, a tweet that maybe was at least considered now very, very tasteless. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I think a lot of the people who still participate in cancel culture don't really care about the mistakes that people made. They just, they, they, they don't care. It's just like, they just want to cancel people more for fun. Like they like having drama because if not, um, like the app is boring, it's dry. And if there's not someone that everyone is hating on at that like point, it's boring to them. So they're, they're always looking for a new person to cancel. So they're, they end up just canceling people for the littlest things. Ending someone's career is their source of entertainment. Not a very good thing. Yeah, yeah definitely. And how about you, Lillian? I agree with like what you guys have been saying. Like the idea of cancel culture, it was like a good idea. It is a good idea like to deplatform someone who is like, something like a racist or a pedophile, like really big things. But back to TikTok with people hating on Charlie, I remember they were trying to cancel her because her dad is a Republican. And I'm like, okay. And if he is a Republican, so what? First of all, it's not Charlie. Second of all, someone's political party shouldn't be a reason to cancel them. I'm a leftist, so... Obviously, I don't agree with his views, Charlie's dad's views, but that doesn't mean that he's a bad person or anything. Like, just because someone's a Republican doesn't mean that they're a racist or a generally bad person. So I don't get why Charlie gets counseled for every little thing she does. She's literally just, like, 15. Mm -hmm. And so that's very scary for a child with such a large platform especially at that age, if you're a teenager, like that's the age you like, you should start realizing like what is good and what is bad. So at that age, it's very normal. And I almost want to say it's good to make mistakes because 
like th- th- how else are you going to learn like if you don't expose yourself and screw up you're not going to improve you need to look back yeah exactly you need to look back at what you did wrong in order to do it better yeah i completely agree i i feel like it's a different situation with like teenagers people who are like 18 and under um as compared to people who are already adults like people who should have already learned already known yeah yeah your moral compass definitely like develops over time it doesn't you know it doesn't develop it's already developed i mean when you're in your 20s i don't think it should be acceptable for you to be homophobic or other stuff like that when you're already a grown person what i don't think people touch on definitely enough is what happens like to you like emotionally when you get canceled you know i don't think people actually put themselves in other people's shoes like imagine being you know we've mentioned like charlie right getting canceled almost every single week you know making up reasons just trying to find one you know eventually that takes a mental toll on you i don't think that's expressed enough because mental illness is really important to also like dream it's fan base they they also kind of like canceling and it gets really annoying because I really like his content. But then when I, when I see all the chaos his fan base is stirring up, it makes me like not really like the content as much because then I start thinking about that. And I guess that is kind of my fault because I could just not think of that. But, you know, it, it still bothers me that like such a good content creator has a fan base like that, that always gets after him for minimal things, like not having your pronouns in your bio. So could we all agree that maybe cancel culture was originally good but it's definitely gone too far yeah 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 i just completely i think we need to separate ourselves from cancel culture in general make it not as common as it is and at least for other people you know like your friend lillian start a teaching culture like i mentioned in the first part with lucas you know it's important that we teach people what they're doing wrong instead of, in general, just getting mad and being arrogant with them. You got to educate yourself before trying to educate others. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Exactly. And arrogance is a big part of cancel culture oh, yeah. because so many people think they're just above others and they think that they know everything in the world and that you need to be educated on every single problem that's going on in the world when none of us are ever going to know every single thing or be aware of everything you know that's the woke people yeah we could only learn that's all we can do and we can pass on what we learn to other people and maybe we could stop we know we won't have to make another fucking episode of this you know (laughs) yeah i think that's the first step the first definitely the first step to you know healing well, I actually think that's a perfect ending point. Um, I want to thank all of you for coming in, helping me with the first episode. It actually means a lot. If any listeners out there want to follow them in their socials, including Lucas's too, they'll be in the episode description. Follow the podcast on Instagram at Second Impression Podcast. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye, guys.